What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the AlbumReview.net podcast. I'm Greg Potters. Thanks to all you listeners out there for your interaction and feedback. Your feedback is much appreciated, and it helps me to always improve. On today's episode, I get to talk to musician and friend Danny Horowitz again. Danny was my guest on episode 23 back in the fall of 2021. He's an independent singer-songwriter based out of Toronto, and he's been slowly releasing tracks off his new album, Free Times, over the last six months. He was kind enough to join me again on this catch-up podcast interview to update me on his new full album release, which happened April 8th. You need to hear Danny's music, which I will play for you on this episode, but you will also love Danny's optimism when you hear this interview. Danny is truly one of the good ones, you guys. He's one of the good guys. He's a good fella, you know? He's the kind of positive person you just want to be around. It's, it's, it's contagious. I'm so excited to welcome him back. Just to remind you all, you can read my reviews and listen to any of my podcast episodes by going to albumreview.net. These episodes can also be heard wherever podcasts are available. Please follow my podcast on your preferred platform so you can get regular updates on new episodes. Also, if you guys would be so kind as to pop a quick review or rate the podcast, that helps move the needle and get the word out there. In addition to listening, you can read over 40 written reviews at albumreview.net and pick up some merchandise from your favorite bands, such as trucker hats, t-shirts, your favorite albums, sound systems, and as I mentioned before in previous podcasts, the bookstore. Want to learn more about your favorite musician or your favorite band that you can't find on the internet? Go to albumreview.net and click on the store tab where you can grab a copy of different biographies and autobiographies from artists such as Slash, Sammy Hagar, Pink Floyd, Jeff Buckley, Nikki Six, Rush. I've also got the story of the making of Spotify, my favorite book of all time, The 4-Hour Workweek, and books written by authors that I've had on the podcast, such as the story of Ivan Bodley, called Am I Famous Yet? Memoir of a Working Class Rock Star. He was on episode 20 of the podcast. Kyle Hegarty and his book, The Accidental Business Nomad, where Kyle essentially gives you a backstage pass into how to work successfully across different cultures. And I've got Brian O'Connor's two books, Time Decorated and For the Record. I've got it all there for you, so go check it out. The bookstore at albumreview.net. All right, enough of this. Let's take a trip to Toronto, back into the world of singer-songwriter Danny Horowitz. Enjoy. It's good to see. It's good to see you, man. How have you been? I've been really good. I've been good. very good. Busy and also excited. I mean, the last time we spoke was last summer, and I was gearing up for yeah, I can't believe it. The first single, and then since then I've had five singles, and now in a month, the full album. So I can't yeah. believe how much time has passed, but it's been it's been awesome, and uh, I'm really excited about it. And otherwise, I've been really good. Uh, Toronto is a great city, and now that things are opening up a bit more, um, 
it feels like life is returning, which is nice. Same in Boston. Uh, it's been that way now for a couple weeks, and the schools have also um, said, you know, we can take our masks off. Um, and it's funny, uh, now that everybody's shedding their masks, everybody's getting colds and, and you know, this <laughs> oh, and that. Yeah. It's been flying yeah. through my house. And yeah. so, um, yeah, I'm really starting to... I've always realized the value of a mask, but now more so than than ever. Because in the last two weeks, I've I've gotten nailed like twice. You'd think that you get over it once and then you're fine again, but I guess I got to get my immune system to boost back up again. So, I just got back from Seattle a couple weeks ago, and I went out there partially. You know, well, I went out there with my family partially as like a just a, a getaway, and I promised myself I wasn't going to have any electronics. And then one morning, I woke up. And there, it was in, I was in the middle of nowhere, Oregon, and there was this beautiful snowfall. And I was like, my kids were outside playing and my wife was like doing her own thing. And I was like, I have an hour before we have to go anywhere. And so I just made a cup of coffee and sat in this unbelievably gorgeous porch overlooking this river in the middle of nowhere. And I was like, this is the most, like I'm getting goosebumps thinking it, but I was cranking your album in my headphones and I was like, all right, that's it. So I flipped my computer open and I just started doing some writing. I want to keep doing this. I mean, this is, this is awesome. And this has also kicked off um, a lot more conversations with uh, more independent artists. And it's really motivated me to go out there and discover new stuff. And as I find stuff and really like it, just tell the world. Joining me again today, you guys, for a second time is, is Toronto-based musician, singer, songwriter, Danny Horvitz. Danny was on episode 23 of the albumreview.net podcast, which you should also check out once you're done listening to this episode. Danny and I go deep into his album, Free Times, and we break it down track by track. And Danny also gives us a glimpse into his songwriting abilities and how he recorded the album. And he plays live for us on that episode. So you guys got to go check it out. Once again, I, I, I've mentioned this before. I frequently use this platform to share the the music of independent artists around the world who I think just have tremendous talent. And I do this to turn you, the listener, on to new music. So don't worry, I'm not gonna abandon the, the popular album reviews. I still like doing that, but this is just a, a different way to help get good music out there to the masses. So Danny's with me today because his full album, Free Times, is set to be released April 8th, right, Danny? That is right. Greg, thank you for having me. I'm so happy to be back i loved our chat earlier episode 23 some would call it the michael jordan of <laughs> right, right, right. um had a great time talking with you i'm really really happy to be back to talk about my full album uh you mentioned that you love uh, of, of all the songs in the album nothing ever ends which we will get to but it's currently the single that's out so i hope you and your listeners have had a chance to listen to it if not um you know feel free to temporarily pause this podcast go back get a sense of my music who i am and then come back to this podcast but but either way, I, I hope they, they enjoy uh, this conversation. I know I will, because you're a great guy to talk to. Thanks, man. Yeah, you as well. So, you know, since we last spoke, Danny's been slowly releasing different tracks from his album to kind of tease the listeners. And I wanted to talk about that in a couple minutes. But as I mentioned, April 8th, you'll have an opportunity to, to hear the whole thing. So, so Danny, how has the slow release of Free Times been going since we last talked? It's good, and I think it was the right call um my producer recommended a slow release he made the point to me that huh. nobody really listens to albums in full anymore some people do if they're fans of yours they will but mostly right. people take a song they like it they put it on a playlist no that's and, true 
and, sure. and me as an independent artist only have so much time to promote songs. Um, I think he's right about it because months before I released any music, I would send the, the full playlist on a private, you know, link to some family and friends. And I said to them, you know, here you guys are very special and near and dear to me. Here's a couple of uh, sneak peeks. And I, and I could see the numbers and the numbers after the first couple of songs drop off significantly in listenership, not, not through any fault of their own, but it's just a natural right. way that we are now, unless you're putting on a full vinyl it's very hard to get people to listen to a full album, especially for music they've never heard before. So the slow release made more sense. Um, and, uh, and I'm glad that I, that I did it that way. It, it, it's also more fun because it allows me to keep the process going. You know, I right. spent all this time writing songs, recording songs, and now it's like every month I get to renew that with something new. Yeah. Yeah. No props to you for, for doing that. I think I, I would be, somewhat stubborn and want to do a full album release, but you know, you have to listen to people who know best. And I mean, I think part of it is common sense too. So in some ways, in many ways, I think this was, I agree. I think this was the best uh, way to do this because it's, I know it's leaving me. So I've had the luxury of hearing all of Danny's songs. I feel like one of the lucky ones, but it's like, I'm still excited for the next release to come out. I wanted to, you know, as I was listening to nothing ever ends, when it first came out and then again this morning just kind of getting pumped up for this podcast it's different from the previous version that you sent me it's better nothing ever ends except for me and you stays the sun becomes the moon the things we think we hate always end too soon all of it nothing but wasted time It's more produced, um, but it doesn't go too overboard. Do, do you have like a, a horn section on it as well? Yeah, well, yeah. And let, me, let me just go back to one comment because I'm slow releasing it, but for any of your listeners to know, I don't want anyone to feel cheated out of an album release. So I've released five singles out of 10 songs, but next month when the full album comes out, it'll be all 10 songs. So anybody who's looking forward to a whole album, and there are people out there like that, um, they're gonna hopefully feel like they're, they're getting a justified in a big release. Story. ever ends i sent you a draft of the song i think it was it was either rough mixed or mixed but not mastered and so that's the difference right. that you're hearing i think it was rough mixed that's so right. my my producer calvin who's also the mixer on, on all the songs he made everything really uh 
uh, sparkle and shine in the correct way. And then we send it to a great guy who does mastering, Phil Dimitro, shout out to uh, Lacquer Channel Mastering here in Toronto. And it, they just really made the song pop. And so I think that's what you're hearing. It is, uh, it is actually not real horns. It's, um, it's me, that's me doing what they call additional production uh, on, on a MIDI keyboard. So I, I had notes that I wanted to play. I had sounds in my mind and I made them happen on the computer, which I'm glad that they sound like real horns. On the next set yeah. of songs that we're working on in the studio right now, uh, I don't have horns, but I did hire a real strings guy. A couple of songs on my first album, also synthetic strings. And I just saw so much value in, in that that I wanted to get real strings for this this next album it's going to sound i think uh just as good if not better than the, than the first album i pictured you like in a big uh orchestra hall doing like acting as a conductor <laughs> that that would be awesome right? that'll be maybe a photo shoot down the road my, my, my second go around listening to this you know it you know what it felt like it, it felt like i was um i was seeing you in concert and you've added even better versions. So like I can tell in the production of your current singles that the scar, this side of the looking glass, seasons change and nothing ever ends and moving on. They're just, they're solid. And I was singing your songs while I, while I listened and had similar feelings to, I was trying to pinpoint this and, and um, actually jot it down on paper to, to, uh, to articulate. When I'm at a show and the artist is about to shout out his or her vocal and the audience knows it, the audience who's paying attention knows it and they're ready to sing along. And as you approach that lyric, the artist sings it a tiny bit differently, but it's better. And it causes the crowd to just roar and cheer because at that very moment, it's just something that they weren't really expecting. You get excited for the, for the chorus or the next line and you're singing along. That's kind of what I want for my music. That's like my dream to have to people really love it and really want to sing along to it and listen to it on repeat. Yeah, and you're think... right. We didn't try to over, we didn't try to overproduce it. You'd be surprised how easy it is and how tempting it is to just want to overproduce and totally. go back. Ah, what if we added this? What if we added that? Often, uh, um, we, you know, we, we look at each other in the studio and uh, me and, and Calvin or Sean, who did a lot of the instrumentation, we say, what if we thought about this or added this? And we know that if we put it in, it'll sound better. So if anything, we, we record nine out of 10 times, it sounds better. And it's sometimes it's worth trying, but sometimes it's actually worth saying, are we already happy with the sound? Right. Because you want to give the ear enough Easter eggs to come back to the song. And, oh, I didn't hear that rice shaker before. Oh, I didn't hear that harmony line before. But if you do too much, it becomes such a wall that it, it it's no longer a, a real song. I totally agree. And as a musician, I'm sure you can you know, you can hear that when you listen to other songs, when you're, you know, you'll be in a room with somebody and, or a couple of people and they might not be as, their ears might not be as well-trained as yours. And you start to say things like, oh, it's a little overproduced. And people are like, well, what do you mean? You know? So yeah. I, um, I know exactly what you mean. There, there's a certain bit of organic control that you want to keep in there and some, some rawness for lack of a better word, uh, that I think like bands like Nirvana had, and you know, even though their albums were really well produced, they still had that rawness to them. And so yeah. that's what I really dig with with this production. Uh, on your Instagram, I, I noticed that you you've done a couple live performances. Is that? I'm sneaking away. I guess it's not sneaking away now, but I but I was sneaking away to do some open mic nights to to shake off the dust. Yeah, great. And I, I want to do a going? concert. I got to find a good venue to do a concert in Toronto. Um, it's also a bit interesting for me because when I go live, I don't have a full band behind me. It's just me and an acoustic guitar. 
and I'm really proud of my songs and I like my songs, I'm not the world's most talented guitar player, you know? So I got to get up there and just play my songs, get used to playing the songs live my way in front of the audience. Right. And I'm doing that, shaking off the dust, both getting better at it and also just getting more comfortable being just me again and not the full band. So I'm, I've been really having a lot of fun. I posted a little bit. Um, I also wanted to, uh, to, to, to try out some new songs, which I in front of audiences as well. Ones that cool. maybe I'll record down the road. And, and yeah, that's what, that's what that's for. Just to have fun, get out in front of crowds and maybe play a full concert sometime this summer. What's been some of, what have, what have been some of the, the toughest, if they even exist, uh, toughest parts of, you know, launching your, your music, like what kind of challenges have you faced, if any, like any technical issues? Like I could share with you a bunch of stuff when I've launched stuff on my website and then all of a sudden I find that like there's a problem over here or Spotify has a rule over here. Or, like, have you faced any either technical challenges or just anything that's sort of taught you a little bit more about the, the, the business or this process? There've been a lot of uh, challenges there's no problem that doesn't have a solution, but sure. there are sometimes uh, technically challenged. You know, you, you're independent and you've got to work through um, a digital distributor. I, I use DistroKid, and DistroKid is about as easy to use as 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 anything. So, if you don't but, mind, Danny, sorry to cut you off because I want you to finish that thought. But after you finish the thought, if you could just tell the listeners a little bit about what that process is like, actually, like how do independent artists like yourself with a lot of talent, how do you release your music out there? But please finish your thought. I just want yeah, to actually, I'll, I'll tell the whole story and include some of the challenges. Like I said, cool. <clears throat> I use DistroKid. There's a couple of companies out there, TuneCore, CD Baby. They all get well-reviewed. Um, to me, DistroKid seemed like the, the, the simplest one to use. Um, and it, and it is, it's as, it's as simple as it can be. Uh, you, you take your music, you upload it to DistroKid, you set a release date, and then they will distribute it out to everywhere, Spotify, Apple Music, and all these things. You upload the album art as well. Um, but you have to be mindful of all of the, the timelines and the steps involved, because once you've uploaded the, the song, then you've got, then there's the opportunity to go in and, and enter all the, the splits. So, you know, songwriting credit or, or I, I, if you want to just give points to, you know, your musicians or, or producers for an independent artist, not that there's a lot of money in that, but there's a lot of goodwill you can build by showing that you care enough about the contributions others have put in Right. that you have to take the, um, the lyrics and upload the lyrics. So you don't have to, but you can, I wanted to make sure that that's in good order, that there's no punctuation. So um, that when people are listening on say Spotify, that, that they can actually see your lyrics pop up on their phone or on yeah. their desktop. Nice. Yeah. Once the release date happens, now you've got to, promote it, make sure that you get the time right, make sure to get the links right. DistroKid will give me a hyperlink for pre-saving. Am I getting you know, that out? Once the song is up and it's out Spotify, Apple Music, everywhere, that then there's a challenge like, well, what do I what do I prioritize? Because there's so many ways for people to right. hear the music. I only have right. so many resources. I went with Spotify, I think most people do. So that's the link that I mostly promote. And then I, you know, I can just tell people you can find me everywhere. Um, uh, so little things like that can trip you up on the on the logic because you think it's just about making the music but once it's over it's like a totally different thing and you have to be prepared a little bit to play your own kind of you know marketing person uh, right right um for for my first single and again for the album i'm using a, a publicist I, I hired a, a pr guy and okay. that's going to take a just bit of a lid off so i can get maybe some nice. press that doesn't guarantee streams but it guarantees you know gets gets the attention to some people who, you know, write, write music blogs or are interested and maybe, you know, that helps out. Um, you want to talk about a technical challenge. There's a lot of 
it's not a technical challenge, but the mental roadblocks, you put all this time and effort and energy into it. Now you got to get the word out. And because of the way internet algorithms work, essentially I'm like throwing everything I can all the time. And some people, you know, I've only just heard that I'm doing music. And some people are like, Danny, all I've heard about you for music is nonstop six months. Do you have anything else going on? <laughs> right, uh, right. And, and then there's the submission side. So you have to um, send everywhere you can, anyone who thinks that is going to play your music. So you got to do a bit of research, but it's also a bit of throwing it at the wall. And then you have to face the facts that right. while your music might be good, there's so much music out there. It's so hard um, for people to really distinguish you from anybody else that it's tough to get on those playlists. Right manage your expectations and then and then don't um don't tie yourself to the success or failure of the number of streams you get and then be happy to do it all again so there's some some like logistical technical challenges that you just have to be ready for and not get overwhelmed with and again it is as easy as it possibly can be it's just that you know if you're a singer songwriter you, you're not expecting to have to go on the internet and do all of that. Um, right. And then uh, then less of a technical challenge, more of a mental roadblock. Just just know that that if you believe in your music, just to keep the, the keep keep doing it for, for yourself almost. That's great anyway. advice, man. And and I think you're smart for hiring a publicist. I know towards the beginning of this project, it's now been almost two years, I started doing everything on my own. And it was a lot of fun, but as the responsibilities kept building and building and building, I had to go out and hire somebody. Now, did you have somebody sort of in your network that you reached out to, or was this publicist like a referral? Did you find them through like a site like Upwork or something like that? I, uh, I'm i really lazy, so I just Google. Um, <laughs> hey! So, for, so, so by, by an extension, do. For, my, uh, for my album art, which was um, this photography and just really stylized uh, uh, um, words, I Googled like best Toronto album art. And I just look up and there was this one guy, Michael Rycraft, and he had won a Juno, which is like a Canadian Grammy. Yeah, and right. I, I reached out to him and he was great. And then he introduced me to this this photographer who, you know, she, she and I, or this woman, Denise Grant, who was like one of the top photographers in the country and took photos. And so like, just by Googling and reaching out, the squeaky wheel gets the grease, right? So with, with my publicist, same thing. I Googled Toronto publicist and a guy named Eric Alper based out of Toronto, his name came up a lot. And I asked some people just, then I started asking, you know, Eric Alper, everyone, a lot of people said, yeah. And, uh, and so I called him up, just a great guy to talk on the phone. Sometimes things are happenstance. I found my producer by happenstance through someone I know, but sometimes if you really want to have a goal in mind, you definitely have to do a bit of research and then just right. ask, you know, if, if he didn't want to take me on as, as a client and he didn't, he wouldn't have to, but sure. I just had to call. Yeah. The, the worst thing that can happen is he can say no. Right. Or, or maybe he ghosts you. Cause I know that he, that can, the happen. worst thing he can happen is like, your money's no, no good here. You're you no talent scum. Get out of here. <laughs> but he didn't, but he didn't do that. You got to take swings, right? You gotta, it's like baseball, you know, you got to take swings and you got to remember that the stakes are a lot lower than you think they are. Exactly. That is great advice, man. And you know, I think there's going to be a lot of independent artists that are listening to this right now and that can get motivated from you you have like a like during the week do you sit down uh like you know i don't know monday night from 7 30 to 8 30 and i'm just going to tackle this i'm just going to do marketing on this platform tonight tuesday night i'm going to sit down and i'm going to just check to make sure that everything's in order with where my music's out to do, do you do stuff like that typically i anything really important i'll i'll put uh time in my calendar for so i mentioned the the, the lyrics and um, one of the things you can do on DistroKid is then time the lyrics. So if you go on Spotify and hear my music and you want to listen to Nothing Ever Ends, 
as the lyrics are sung, you'll see the lyrics go across the screen. Right. So you have to listen to the whole album and hit a button while the music goes and you know take time to do that. So I have to put time in my calendar or I'll forget. Right. Every night or every day I play music and I want time in my calendar and I say, okay, after dinner, I'm going to play 30 minutes or an hour. When yeah. it comes to the marketing, I want to make it more, it, it, I wish it was more structured. I wish it could be more structured, but it's actually just more habitual. So right. um, <clears throat> every week, if I, uh, every week I'll go on and submit my song to playlists. Uh, I'll try to do free playlists if, if I can. And if not, if, uh, if I haven't exhausted my, you know, other budgets, maybe I'll, I'll throw money. I'll get points at some submission, some other submission gate. <laughs> if I make it onto a playlist and I'm lucky enough to have made it onto some playlists, I will then the thing that I'll always make sure to do is put a story up on social media. Now, when a song first comes out, I'm usually getting a lot of, that's where I get most playlists. And then I, if I have too many stories on social media by the, you know, after about four or five stories, you can see the viewership go down. So what I have to do is make a note to myself. I'm on these playlists. They're probably going to put me on for maybe a week. So over the course of that week, uh, the next day, post about these two playlists. The next day, post about these two playlists. Because I want to give shout outs. I want to give proper notes to the people who are supporting and promoting my work. Right. That is a little structured because I want to. I don't want the eyeballs to get lost in the mix. And that's probably the extent to which on a marketing side, I'm doing it very structured. Um, otherwise, the structure comes in setting aside time to to play my guitar um, and, uh, and and go over any like any like uh, uh, you know poems or notes that I had written that might make a good song and usually they don't but I want to set aside time for the for the music and for promotion make it more of a of a habit than a pure structured thing. So you're busy. I mean, uh, obviously, not only are you writing, recording, uh, playing, practicing, but you're also setting aside time to market this push this out and and you know you said you you know you hired a publicist my guess is that that person is really more there when you need him or her as opposed to like a full-time person working for you all the time so it sounds like in a way that this is really as fun as it is this also can be very time consuming do, do you ever find that you wake up and a month has gone by and you're like wow i i've just been buried in this because I, I you still have a um, an alternate job uh, during the day uh, that you you still have? Yeah, how's how's that going? That's going good. Yeah, I, I I do have a day job and it's and and it's good and it's great and I enjoy it a lot and I'm very lucky to have um, a day job that lets me do this in the free time. Yeah. You said something really interesting. Do I ever wake up and think, boy, a month's gone by? Where did the time go? I mean, that is basically how life works. You wake right. up and you think, where did the time go? And then you die. So <laughs> it's how you spend the time in between. Right. Um, I try not to do that. And that's part of why I like to fill the time with the items that I need to do. Yeah. Um, and I try to be as present as I can in the activities that I'm doing. I do look back now and I think, wow, it's crazy. Like I have these five singles came out. I can't believe it's already uh, over, but I don't feel like that my schedule has ever gotten away from me. Um, yeah. At least, you know, not, not too, too often. Not, not doesn't happen often enough that I'm going to complain about it here on a podcast. <laughs> I ask a lot of these questions because I think it's a great, me, great question. And, but yeah, um, no, and I love hearing this too. And, and just like I'm having some flashbacks from our previous conversation, because I just remember how motivated I got talking to you. And then obviously going back a couple times, driving in my car or going on a run, listening to 
that episode number 23 again between you and I and just getting motivated by your your optimism, man. I mean, it's it's just, it's contagious. So I, I ask these questions a lot of times because I sit down and more often than not, I'll sit down with a plan and then I end up getting distracted. And I think for me, I have trouble sometimes prioritizing like, okay, for an hour on Saturday, I'm gonna just work on whatever, SEO, or I'm gonna work on marketing, or I'm gonna work on, and then I may go into my inbox. I found that email, a lot of these questions are, are coming to the, to the surface for me now because I once again uh, recently reiterated my love for the book, The 4-Hour Workweek by Timothy Ferris, who really teaches you how to structure your, your life. And it's not necessarily just for entrepreneurs, but it's really helped me. But part of what I also sometimes get challenged with is like sitting down, it's like I have this one task, I go to my email, which by the way, can be a time sucker. And then somebody sends me an email or a question about album review, and I end up going down that rabbit hole. And so in many ways, it's like, you, for me, I've got to put blinders on and sit down at my desk and just say, for an hour, I'm going to put my headphones on, I'm going to put blinders on, and I'm just going to focus on this. I'm not going to check email. I'm not going to work on SEO. I'm not going to tweak that podcast or edit that there. I'll do that later and kind of structure it all. I wonder if you ever get kind of sidetracked or distracted like that. Yeah, I mean, a lot of a lot of what happens in life is getting distracted. <laughs> right. Something that's really important, though, you got to put it in your calendar. And if you forget, forgive yourself and do better the next time. Um, there's this expression that I have come across called eat the frog. I don't know why it's that's the expression, but it basically means do the thing that you don't really want to do and do it first. So if yeah. I don't really want to have to go on social media and like, uh, you know, like, uh, do, do the promotion stuff. That's right. the thing. I'm going to, I'm going to do it first thing in the morning. I'm going to get it done. Uh, then I don't have to worry about it anymore. And like that, I think is the best, uh, the, the best way to approach that stuff. Cause a lot of it isn't like fun or glamorous, but um, it's got it. It's got to be done. And talking about time, like, so the last two songs on the album, nothing ever ends and passing through they're kind of a very simple message, which is, you know, make the most of your time. Nothing ever ends being a little more sarcastic, a little more attacking of your ego. Passing through is much more of a lullaby, a much more sweet kind of a song, but they're both basically talking, the message in both of them is essentially make the most of your time, care about the people in your life. Um, and uh, although I don't use it in the lyrics, I, I'll add that if there's something that you need to do, get, get it done, get it out of the way. And it sounds like you are doing that, which is great. I mean, you don't seem like anything is falling off the rails. You always seem, whenever I talk to you, like you always have things in order, which is great. Yeah, well, thanks. And and so do you. And I mean, I, I see a lot of your stuff on social media and I think you're doing a great job there as well. And it and it's just the right amount of, of spacing. There's so many different opinions out there, Dan. And I think your advice would probably be to anyone you talk to, do what makes you feel right. But at the same time, be open to other people's suggestions. And I've called it kind of, fallen up on the, uh, or fallen into the fallen's not the right word, but I've, I've sort of, um, adopted the mindset of, um, I don't want to do too much, but I don't want to necessarily do too little. I find that if, if, if something's in my face all the time, then I kind of get a little sick of it. But if something, you know, if you post once a month, then people are going to kind of forget about you. So I, I think what I'm trying to say is I think your pace is, is really good. And I've actually, use that as somewhat of a model because when I do see your posts and your updates, I'm like, oh yeah. And I'm almost always 
leaving the social media and going and listening to your thing or watching your performance. Whereas I might've gone on my phone just to take care of like one item. And then I'm like, Oh wait, there's an update from Danny. And then I'm off <laughs> in this little rabbit hole over here, but it's a good rabbit hole to be down, you know? So. Thanks. Um, <laughs> on, on a technical scheduling level, it's not really a secret. I'll tell you, I, I put a song out and then the next month there's another song. And in between those two songs, I'll usually have a lyric video that'll come out. So it'll be like the song will come out and then a week or maybe at most two, the next one will come out. And in the meantime, it's just a lot of, uh, Hey, I was on playlist. Hey, this is on a playlist or maybe a quick video. So, yeah, I, I try to pace it out. I, I try to be intentional about it, but I don't want to make it seem like I have everything mapped out to the, to the of course. Right. Yeah. There's a little bit of fly by the seat of your pants, but that's kind of what makes it, what makes it fun. And you try different things and you kind of alluded to it earlier, Danny, we talked about it a lot in our first conversation back last summer, but what do you maybe know now about the, you know, the streaming world or the music industry that you didn't know? Uh, when we first spoke last summer? There is more in heaven and earth than can be found in your playlist, Horatio. There's, right. There are so many artists out there. Like it's, it's actually crazy. And there's a lot of people and there's a lot of listeners, but it is just um, a, a beggar's banquet out there. If I'm using that expression correctly, there's just tons and tons. And so, and in a way it's a good because you can find a community. I'm lucky that I have a lot of uh, relationships now with other independent artists. We talk and we listen to each other's stuff. Um, but that's probably the number one thing is there's so much music. And so when it comes to streaming, whatever ears I have, whatever success I have, big or small, just to know that anybody who's never met me before is listening and they like it, that, that, means, uh, that, that means the world to me. And you know, also I always knew that it would be, it, it's, a, it's a struggle to get onto playlists, uh, but, you, but you know, seeing it in real time, oh, you know, what the percentages are like, you, that is just a good education as well. Do you get regular email updates from Spotify? Or I know for me, like I get, I, I put my podcast on a host site, Podomatic, and then just like your music, it shoots it out to those different areas. And it's cool, every week or every month it, it, it grows. You know, I'll get an email, hey, we're actually, you're now on iHeartRadio. You're now on, there's a couple sites that are based out of um, India and, and other parts of Asia that are, I've never heard of before. So my, my stuff is out there. Do you get regular um, updates, just giving you kind of statistics on a regular basis? There's an app for artists called Spotify for artists, and it gives me statistics that updates daily. It, um, uh, uh, when a song first comes out, you, it actually updates in real time for the first week. And then after that, every day you just see, oh, this is how many people stream you yesterday. This is how many people are now following you. This is uh, how many people in the last month have been listening to your music. And it, you know, it shifts every day. So it's a new, you know, 28 day right. time frame. And that, that's, right. that's a cool tool as well, where people are listening to your music, uh, that kind of thing. And it's, that, that's, that's always interesting to me. Um, and uh, um, and it's nice to grow it, uh, and it's nice to see that that growth. Um, and if the growth ever stops, I'll be grateful that I made it. You know, just up to here, which exactly. is exactly yeah, you know, which is nice. I think I'm at uh, something like 1,800 followers on Spotify, and uh, something like a thousand monthly listeners. Now I'm also putting out music right now, so it's easy to keep promoting it. In six months, when I have nothing, I'm sure that'll drop. But uh, <laughs> right, or or maybe one of them catch fire on a playlist, and it grows. I'm I'm a grateful either way. And I'm grateful to you for this, for this playlist, you know, you're out here actually making a podcast. So my, we're going to get to this album now, hopefully soon, but the first song seasons changed, the course is the world was built by the curious and broke by the ones who are bored. And it is, it is, it is, it is to the, to those curious, those artistic people that I really want to say, you know, thank you for listening. Thank you for making your own music. Thank you for, uh, for being a part of, you know, my journey and, and inspiring me too. So 
um, yeah, it, it, there's, there's a lot to, to learn and, and, and look at and a lot to keep in perspective as well. One more day to tomorrow A minute since yesterday Three months soon will follow The seasons never stay Where were we last autumn? We were strangers in the spring Now that snow has fallen strangers once again the world was built by the curious and broke by the ones who are born in time the seasons may ruin us and take all that we adored paint all your pictures and sing all your songs Energies change as stories reframe Forget all your reasons and right all your wrongs The more things change, the less they stay the same The world was built by the curious And broke by the ones who are bored In time the seasons may ruin us And take all that we adored so many but just out of this experience over the last two years is meeting people like yourself and there's so many things that have happened that I wasn't even expecting different artists reaching out to me uh, originally I launched this project to do written album reviews and I was going to share it with friends and then it grew into a lot more and a lot of that growth happened kind of by accident but it started to give me more motivation and more ideas and really made me realize the sky is the limit. So two years ago, I never in a million years thought I'd be on a, a Zoom call with you on a beautiful Sunday morning talking about your awesome music. And also you're somebody that you know lives seven, 
seven, 800 miles away. Uh, maybe not that much, but, um, you know, your Toronto's a good, probably nine, 10 hour drive from Boston. So uh, we may not, we may not have, you know, bumped into each other in a club in Toronto or, or, or Boston or somewhere in between. So it's just a great, just a great experience here. So your album, talk to us more about your album. I, I, um, I hadn't necessarily planned on going in track by track because we kind of did that last time, but you have a couple uh, singles that are out right now. Can you share with us what, uh, is there going to be another single that gets released before the full album, or are you just going to do this, this wonderful launch on April 8th? Well, depending on when your uh, uh, podcast comes out, this will either have, the album will already have been launched uh, or, or not. But right now we are about a week or two after the final single has been released. So Nothing Ever Ends was the final single. Um, we did, that's the fifth one. And now there's five songs coming out all at once. My personal, maybe my favorite song on the album, one of the, my favorite songs I've written is Free Tonight. Uh, not related at all to the album name, Free Times, but Free Tonight. And although it's not gonna be a single, it is going to be the song that I kind of promote, you know, on, on, on playlists and things alongside um, the album. So if, if you're listening to this and you've heard my singles and, and you know, you want to know where to, you know, what, what to listen to, I mean, you listen to the whole album, first of all, but if you only have three minutes for one song, that's probably the one that I would be promoting. your eyes and feel my face and take me in your warm embrace the fears inside will always show but hear the only truth i know the shadows will not find you in the dark city boys and city girls and sleepless nights of city thrills electric Wildfires and promises of wild desires But promises won't keep you warm tonight Our worst fears, if we're being true Are growing old and feeling through With faded dreams we never kept And broken lives and hearts that wept but our worst fears are shadows in the dark. I love them all. And, and the idea is that now that I have five singles out there, if you've heard my music, maybe you'll be tempted enough to actually listen to the full album or listen to all five of the songs you haven't heard yet. As for the process, I mean, I, I'm, I love this album a lot. And it's in many ways a greatest hits album for me. I've been writing songs for so many years, never put out an album, just been encouraged by friends to, to do something with it. And now that I have, working with my producer, so we picked 10 songs. And actually, um, the guy who introduced me to my producer, this, this uh, friend of a friend named Kevin, really nice guy, he helped, you know, I sent him a bunch of demos and he helped me pick 10 songs. And then when my producer came in, Calvin, we already had these 10 set. But as we went through each of them, every song calls for its own production, its own vibe, its own feeling. Um, you know, within my wheelhouse of whatever songs I write right and by the end of it we can see and determine based on that what becomes a single and what doesn't so I love free tonight there's no real hook in it and the production is a little simpler um and so you know we thought it doesn't need to be a single 
Moving On, which was the first single, there's so much in it. And there's like a ukulele and we really worked on the harmonies and like yeah. the, the the percussion, John uh, did, John Foster, who was the drummer on, on everything. He, he did an incredible job. We thought that's gotta be a single. One, two, three, four. <laughs> I blinked and found the morning, saw the dark juxtaposed against the sun, then exposed it's just a night that's come and gone, and I know I'm moving on. Where I'd gone, I'd lost direction, couldn't see my own reflection, standing still but many miles. I found myself after a while in the bright morning light And all my haunting memories, they do not mean a thing to me They faded and I know I lost my marbles But I kept my promise too, I met the light, saw it Um, the, with the scar, um, Calvin thought, you know, I really like your vocal performance on that. If you, if you have room for that as a single, you should add that as a single. So it was a number of conversations around what would or wouldn't be a single. Cause at the end of the day, when I listened to it in a lot of ways, I'm like, boy, maybe I'm just, uh, full of myself, but every song should be a number one, you know? <laughs> so it's a lot of it is conversations with people you trust to, to figure out what actually should be a single, why. And it's a combination of, of what'll sound a little, um, different, what'll catch attention, what might make it onto a playlist, uh, but also just like, what are the favorite songs of people who aren't so close to the material? And that's usually my collaborators. I loved you all my naked life. I loved you from afar. I loved you for your sorrow. When we passed each other in the hall, I cherished every wave from you, each smile, every call. But I hated every day with you, your beauty and your youth. Was jealous of your love for me, I couldn't stand the truth. songs that you're recording or working on anything new yeah oh thank you for asking i'm in the studio right now i have a 10 more songs so i, I, wow. I wrote a bunch of other songs and i went deep into my you know quote-unquote back catalog and we picked 10 more songs and we're recording them now i'm super excited i'm not sure if i'm gonna put out one album or maybe split it up into two eps again to maximize releases there's gonna be more um drive to some of the songs one of the things on on free times is I liked a lot of the, the energy that I was able to bring. When I write songs on the acoustic guitar, it's often a little slower, just for sure. whatever reason, the pacing, and we get into the studio and it, and it just, there's so much energy that the drummer and the bassist give. So I've been writing some songs, thinking intentionally with a bit more drive. Right. So we're working on that right now. I've here's a bit of the rough drafts. They sound to me incredible. 
And I'm really excited. So watch out for that later this year in the fall uh, and possibly a second EP next next year around around this time. Um, as well as now I'm just sitting down writing entirely new songs to get another basket so that next November, December, January, I can go back into the studio and this way just have a, a you know, a, a, a pipeline while I'm still got, well, I've still got something to say and songs that I think are worth recording, get a pipeline going. You know? yeah. And if I can yeah. pump out three albums in three years or something like that, get, get a bunch of songs recorded that I'm really proud of, people can hear me and then when they come and see me in concert, most if not all the songs will be somewhat familiar to them and that that would be a real dream yeah well you kind of answered my next question in regards to you know asking you if you had other announcements regarding a new album or or releases any upcoming shows that we can sort of plug or or advertise uh, or market nothing uh, specific i'm still going to sneak away and do open mic nights around toronto nice. uh, i'm going to find a bar somewhere probably and and just um you know Take, take a night and just then I'll promote it out there. It'll be uh, local. I'm not, I don't have any plans to go on tour, but you know, a local show here or there in the city, uh, just, just have some fun and, and, and hang out with people who want to listen to good music. So nothing, nothing specific to promote, but when I do, you'll see it on social media and for your viewers or listeners, because we're just, just an audio podcast. Um, please uh, follow me on Instagram at Danny Horowitz uh, for more information or Facebook, Danny Horowitz music. Um, uh, and uh, believe me, I'm not going to be shy about letting people know when I'm, when I'm having a concert. Yeah. Awesome, man. Well, again, listeners, you can pick up a copy of the upcoming album free times by going to Bandcamp, but you can also find it on Spotify. It'll be on Apple music. Danny, where else? Help us out. It's everywhere. You can get music, Spotify, yeah. Apple music, YouTube music, Amazon music. Uh, I've got lyric videos for the singles that are come out of my, on my own YouTube page everywhere you get music get it i guess the number one thing is please follow me on 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 spotify yes. or apple music wherever you get just follow me um what's talk about the album i mean you may you may be familiar with some of my singles already if not check out my page on spotify you'll see moving on is up there it, it, which is kind of like a cool folky pub song seasons change is a bit of a of a country song the scar is is a very kind of dark look at at, at yourself when and it's kind of a ballad but it's about someone who who wants to love someone else, but can't. Um, Nothing Ever Ends is this kind of like uh, ironic song where it sounds like a 50s love ballad, but it's actually about existential dread. Dust in um, a fishbowl, baby. Dust in a fishbowl. And then This Side of the Looking Glass, which is just genuinely a sweet song about the importance of loving yourself, taking care of yourself, and then putting yourself in a good position to find all the other good things in life. Those are the singles that are out. But then there's the rest of the album that's worth listening to. I, I think like we, I touched on Free Tonight, which also has a bit of those synthetic horns that you really like and a bit of the man. Uh, there's a beautiful mandolin in that song that I just would love people to hear just for the mandolin. Um, there's a song Care For You, which I wrote as a very sweet, it's a great example of how songs change in the studio. It's a sweet song that I wrote from the acoustic guitar. And when we got into the studio, we ended up making this kind of like almost dirty bass heavy, almost like a roadhouse song that changed the caliber of it completely. Uh, Be My Baby Tonight, which might be as close as I ever get to uh, to writing a jazz song. It's just me riffing on different variations of E and A on the guitar. And, and it's basically a song that romanticizes a one night stand. And I wrote many years ago and, I, and I'm, I'm happy it was on the album. Um, uh, we talked about uh, Passing Through, which is a very sweet lullaby, just really the importance of of, of acknowledging and loving the people in your life and, and not letting your ego get out of hand. Um, uh, Temple in the Sky, 
Temple of the Sky is like maybe Great Calvin's song. favorite song, but he knew it wouldn't be a single, but he liked the vocal performance on it. And it's just this really, it's, it's almost like a, an allegory. It's a guy who sees a temple and he goes up there and the temple is destroyed and the world below is destroyed. And um, it's, uh, it's, if you haven't heard it before, I just give it out, give it a listen. I'd love to hear what people uh, think about it. And um, I feel like those are all the extra songs. So no announcements, but hopefully I've done a bit of a checklist on each of the songs that pique someone's interest. And to anybody who hasn't heard me before, just, just listen to any of them. I'm, I'm so proud of all the songs. Just give one a chance. If you don't like it, I'm not, gonna, I'm not gonna hold anything against you if you don't wanna hear the rest of them. But if you hear one, I think you'll like it enough to try the others as well. Absolutely, man. And nowadays there's less of an investment that the listener has to make, right? So just go to one of these platforms. I myself, and as you can tell by you know the, the name of the site, albumreview.net, I am still a huge advocate of the album, but I think Danny is doing this smart where he's, you know, he has been slowly releasing singles. Right now you can hear the scar, this side of the looking glass, seasons change, nothing ever ends, and moving on, right, uh, on, on Spotify. And then like we said, uh, and we'll say it again and again, April 8th, uh, is when the full album is going to be released. Danny mentioned that, you know, you can follow him, follow him on Spotify, follow him on Instagram. That's D-A-N-Y, one N, so D-A-N-Y-H-O-R-O-V-I-T-Z. Um, and you can also find him on Facebook and really anywhere. Just Google Danny's name and you'll be able to connect to his stuff. So Danny, we're, we're definitely going to review an album together at some point on a future podcast, an artist that you and I like, I, I've found that I just enjoy so much more doing a review with another musician and not just your music, but something that maybe influenced you growing up. I remember you told me last time that um, uh, the Beatles were, oh, were yeah. a huge influence of yours. Yeah. Maybe um, num number one for sure. Um, but a lot of artists, we can talk offline about the right artists, but yeah, anything the Beatles would be the great, the for me, number one, but um, like Leonard Cohen was a huge influence on me lyrically yeah. and, and still is. Um, I went to an open mic night and the guy was like, you know, he's got a bit of Leonard Cohen, but two octaves up. And I was like, oh, thank you. I'll take that as a compliment. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, like a gravelly deep, uh, deep voice, but uh, yeah. One of the, my last questions, what what have you been, aside from working on your own tunes lately, What is what have you been listening to more often than not over the last couple of weeks? Like what have you had either in your in your stereo or on your headphones? I also have a record player, vinyl player. So I've been listening to um, the Cat yeah. Stevens' greatest hits nice. quite a bit. I just think he's he's just tremendous. Um, someone gifted me an album uh, from The National and I was listening to that one and it was, they're great. Um, and uh, um, yeah, but, uh, I should have been more prepared for that question because I'm trying to no, think through no, it's what right. have I been listening to for the last uh, It's hard, right? Um, it's it's harder now because of, you know, all the streaming and we are kind of bouncing around a lot. So for me, and and it's funny, I, I, I don't know how it happens, but like it's kind of like you wake up one morning and you're like, I don't know why, but I just I'm I I'm craving potato chips or I'm craving a cheeseburger or I'm craving right. uh like it'll get random, like I'm craving avocado toast. And one night I was doing the dishes and I was like, I'm craving Van Halen right now. Yeah. Uh, and then I heard one song and then I just dove down that rabbit hole and I had fun for like three days and I just was cranking through Van Halen albums. And I was like, all right, I'm done. I'm going to move on to something else. So yeah, maybe I can add this. I just remember yeah. there's a group called new artist spotlight. They're a group of independent musicians 
and they have various new artist spotlight playlists and they've been very kind to me putting me on their playlist and if people are interested in like acts you've never heard before um and, and you want to get an eclectic mix and, and try different things there's like there's a folk playlist and a rock playlist and a hip-hop playlist and they've got just like a general playlist so new artist spotlight um they're easily found on on uh, on spotify cool that's a great place to just hear things you've never heard before yeah great plug i think that's that's a main reason why we do this right is i, I think for you listeners out there that you sort of have your mind made up as to what you like. You can always get turned on to new stuff. You get turned on to new movies. You get turned on to new restaurants. You get turned on to new food. What's wrong with getting on turned on to new music, right? It's it's exciting, I think. So, well, Danny, thanks again for joining you know joining me here today, man, and talking about your your journey as a musician. And again, for the listeners, you can pick up a copy of Danny's upcoming full album, Free Times by going to bandcamp.com, Spotify, Apple Music, or really any platform where you can find music. So yeah. um, for the full album, if anyone's interested in, in purchasing the full album on Bandcamp, just um, I, I was approached by uh, a charity called TenFed, the local to Toronto. Um, and what they do is basically for every album that I sell, uh, it's enough to uh, pay for 10 meals to needy people in Canada, America, and all, all around the world. So if anyone is interested in, in supporting, uh, theoretically supporting local artists, then you can buy the album, but I'm going to take the money and give it to this, uh, to this organization, TenFed. And you can look them up, T-E-N-F-E-D, at TenFed. And uh, I, th I think what they're doing is really good. So thank you for, for reminding me about the, the Bandcamp link. And something I wanted to say is, uh, you, you know, in a month, you'll be able to stream the album anywhere. But if you want to own the songs, uh, you you know you can buy it on iTunes if that's easier, but if you want to uh, own the songs and get an e-booklet and also uh, help uh, feed some people, that's that's uh, one way to do that. Help feed some people. Not only are you helping Danny out, but you're also helping out people, real people in need. So I really have to say I'm I'm proud to be associated with you and to be on kind of your regular contact list and chatting with you. I feel like such a cheerleader sitting here in Boston, getting more people into your music. Now that the weather's starting to get a little bit better here, I'm gonna have more cookouts in my backyard and I'm gonna be blasting some of your tunes. And I've written in a bunch of my podcasts in different reviews. I love it when someone kind of taps me on the shoulder and they're like, hey, what the, you know, as they're holding their plate in their hand, ready for me to give them another hot dog off the grill. They're like, what uh, What do you got going on here on the stereo? What, what is this? I haven't heard this before. You know, I, I live for, for stuff like that. So um, That's awesome. Th I can't thank you enough, Greg, for, um, for, for being a supporter, for being a cheerleader. That's actually the single most important thing. Word of mouth means more, I think, for promotion than anything else. I agree. And you've been so kind to me and so great. And, I, and, I, and it keeps me encouraged. So to, to write. So thank you for listening and, and liking my music. Thank you for being a big champion of mine. And also like, you're just a great guy to talk to as well. So it's my well, pleasure. You, to you've got a great attitude. Podcast. You've got a great attitude too, man. And that's, that's huge. And you lift me up a lot of times too. So part of why I like to be a little different from other re album review sites is, you know, as many are really objective, I tend to be a little less objective and I like to share my experiences with people when I'm talking about an album and this is what this makes me feel like whether it be being on the beach in 1992 or whatever it may might be uh, also you, you know it's album reviews but it's also just like these are albums that that we love these are music that this is music that we think about all the time that's that's valuable to remind people hey this is great album that you should listen to front to back and here's why maybe it's an artist you heard about maybe it's an artist you didn't but listen to all of these tracks and here's why that's yeah. that's great yeah and it makes you feel good too in the long run so 
Awesome. Well, hey, um, what do you got planned for the rest of the day? You got a leisurely day, leisurely Sunday, or you got more stuff? I, I do have a bit of a leisurely day. Um, yes. Last night uh, was a St. Patrick's Day party at some friend's house and we had a good time. Oh, and so cool. this morning, I think my whole day was like, talk to Greg, drink coffee, and just you know, <laughs> music. Yeah. Nice, man. Um, awesome. Cool. Yeah, so that, that's my day. I was looking forward to today because I was going to get to talk to you in the morning and then after lunch, go out and um, get some... Uh, you know, get some fresh air because I've been, I work from home. And so typically I, you know, I work eight or nine to five o'clock and then I'll shut one laptop that's sitting here about two feet from me and I'll open this one and do this work. So, um, this has been such a gift, but I do have to admit, uh, some nights I don't really shut down until eight, nine o'clock. And then I wonder the next morning why I'm dizzy. Cause I've been, I mean, we, we talk about labors of love and we forget it's still labor. It, it still is, but it doesn't feel that way, but you're absolutely right, your body, and I think the time change as well. But yeah, uh, went to Seattle a couple of weeks ago, that was amazing. Um, I went there kind of on like a musical pilgrimage, uh, went to the Mopop Museum, which is the Museum of Popular Culture, got to see the Nirvana and the Pearl Jam. Uh, Nirvana had a wing, uh, Pearl Jam had its own floor, but it was a lot of stuff from theirs, like clothing, concert stuff. Uh, but then it, it got really cool where there were literally like set lists that Kurt wrote down in 1988, 89, um, little notes that he wrote down about, you know, a song that they were going to play at a gig or um, clothing, different guitars. It had their whole setup from that uh, unplugged concert that they did in 94, like not long before Kurt died. Um, and it was just really cool to to be there and, and see that. Part of my motivation to be out there as well was to get turned on to some newer Seattle music. Unfortunately, I didn't really get a chance to do that as much. I had my kids with me, um, and not that that was a damper, but I was so exhausted every night from running around all day that you know it'd be nine o'clock and I would be cross-eyed and just ready to, to hit the hay. I did get a chance to get out into the country, get out of the city, and uh, rented uh, you know rented a house and just kind of unwound for a couple days a week and um, and sort of regroup and refresh. And I'd never been to the Northwest before. Uh, it's just beautiful country out there. So beautiful. Yeah, it seems like it. I've never been to the Northwest, but one of my brothers lives in LA. So, and, and two of my brothers live out in British Columbia. So I'm increasingly going to the West Coast. Um, yeah. Everything I see about Seattle and that whole area just seems beautiful. Plus, uh, we don't talk about Seattle anymore, but they really had a moment in the '90s, and that oh that, my god, that that moment is having a renaissance right now. So it's cool that you went out there and saw that Nirvana and Pro Jam stuff. Yeah, I really felt you know it, it was a strange but but good feeling. I I just I really had a lot of flashbacks from being a kid, um, but it just it also was fun to kind of like I said, sort of feel like I was on a little bit of a uh, a pilgrimage. But it reminded me of how important that music was. And it also made me, um, what's, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, I, I, I was further confident that I wasn't just glomming onto what was popular, you know, that this came out and then this came out and it was just what was on the radio and I was listening. When I go back and listen to those artists today, I still get that same feeling. If anything, I get even more of an emotional feeling. And I'm like, God, these guys were good. And back in September of last year, 2021, 
Um, there was a weak time frame. Nevermind came out. Soundgarden's Bad Motorfinger came out. Red Hot Chili Peppers' Blood Sugar Sex Magic came out. Uh, there are a bunch of other like really, really groundbreaking hip hop albums that came out and it was all within like three to four weeks of each other. Mm-hmm. And a ton of the bands, yes, were out of Seattle. And um, I'm I'm not sure when the next time frame like that is going to come again. I hope it is. And that's kind of what keeps me hanging on and motivated that um, that there'll be some sort of surge like that again. But it just, it's, it's really, it's, it's humbling, and also uh, it warms my heart when I think about it. You know, if can I give a little a little perspective on that, which is that yeah. um, I think it is still going on. It's just not going on for someone like you or someone like me. It, it is going on for whoever is young today, and it's always been that way. People are all people are always just too eager to on what's going on today. They just are. They just always are. This happens probably most famously with Saturday Night Live. Everyone, it's a Saturday Night Live, day, Saturday Night Dead and all this stuff. And it's because they're not young anymore. They, they always remember fondly things in the past. But the great thing about things that are popular is that when you get older, you have them. They're, they're important to you and you get that feeling because they were important to you then. That's what makes them great is you love them at the time and you still love them today. Yeah. Objectively is... Is uh, Nirvana a great band? I don't know. Objectively, is Mozart good? Who even know, who even knows? Right. But people listen to them. It becomes influential later on. There is no objective reality. There's only what it means to you and what it means yeah. to other people. And if enough people agree on that, then you can all um, you can all uh, uh, find a common ground of of hanging out. But uh, so back in the '90s, people were probably on Nirvana a lot, and that's that was unfair. It's it's whatever people want to listen to, whatever gets you through the night is okay. Is all right. And uh, and and for today, uh, whatever it is, uh, whether it's Olivia Rodriguez, Olivia Rodriguez rather, or uh, or the weekend, or or whatever, whether they're 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 popular and they get a lot of uh, credit, or they're popular and they get no accolades, all that matters is whoever likes them likes them, and in thirty years they're going to still get that that feeling. And so, um, I'm anytime that I have someone who's like who has very little or no artistic talent talking about some artists and talking about how bad they are. I, I roll my eyes and I have to restrain myself from like talent, like flipping them off because they, because they're missing the point entirely. It's the true value of art, right? And yeah. well spoken. what it means to you. That's all that matters. Yeah. You're absolutely right, man. I, it, so many things you say should be in a book in my opinion. <laughs> so your optimism too is it's um, it's contagious. Uh, so <laughs> Um, I've been, uh, you know, just a little burnout lately with just like travel and work and trying to find enough time to to do everything and a conversation like this. And with all the other artists that I'm talking to, they're all, everybody is so just positively motivated and it's inspiring. So I love this. It's like a drug for me. So there was a, a, a writer on um, ESPN who's no longer with them, but his name is Bill Simmons and he has, he's the podcast. best sports writer of all time. He's my favorite. I listen. Exactly. I, he's the best. I'm a huge Bill Simmons. I love Grantland. I love everything he did. Yeah, yes. The rewatchables, the podcast. Yes, the rewatchables. The best. Yeah. yeah, Bill Simmons. I don't know why he doesn't write more. Maybe he's too busy, but he's the he best. T- he's call. so busy now. But like, if you ever dive back to page two yeah. on ESPN.com. So this was this was 20 years ago that he was doing that. But he would always put culture and passion and music and movies into his writing and tied into sports. And there was nobody better than him. And I found myself, you know, I, I'd, I'd have to catch the train from Boston. And um, this is way before 
smartphones. Hell, I didn't even have a cell phone yet. And I would find myself like printing at work his article and like standing by the printer as it would come out. And then I'd staple it together, run to the train. And then I had my reading material for the train ride, which is usually 30 to 40 minutes every day. Um, and I just, I was like, I want to write like him, you know? So he's yeah. definitely an influence. He, he's the best or another guy who had that. I mean, okay. So much in that, that I agree with. Uh, <laughs> like I said earlier, there's not really any objective reality. It, will, it only becomes quote unquote objective on a musical or technical or written level when we all agree that we all like it. That's it. Sure, right. That's sure, all that really sure. matters is there's no objective reality. So a guy who wrote very similar to that was Roger Ebert for film. And actually Bill Simmons loves Roger Ebert too. Yeah. And he was like one of my favorite writers. And the thing that made him so good is he knew his back, he had such knowledge of film technique and craft and history, but his reviews were almost always autobiographical. He always right. connected to himself, how it, what it meant to him. Right. And when he liked something, he was not afraid to be a real cheerleader for it. And he was uh, unembarrassed about that. And that I think is what really makes his work jump off the page as opposed to someone who sits there and tries to pretend like they are some kind of a judge as if there, exactly. there is some objectivity. There's not, there's only what it means to you. It's art. And, and he, he, I think he knew that intuitively. I think Bill Simmons gets that Bill Simmons in, in a very similar way. He just loves, he is clearly a guy who just loves hanging out. And I think he used his articles as a way to hang out with the readers. He uses his podcast now as a way to hang out with his guests and his listeners. And it comes across. So for your podcast, like, same thing. If you, you yeah. don't try to be objective, like it's great that you are a fan and it's great that you are someone who, who cares about music and listens to it and likes it. Like, I don't see why you would ever need to have to change that. Yeah. It's a great point, man. I'm glad you agree with it too. Try not to appeal to all the masses. I've learned that as well. Like be yourself. Kevin Kelly story or Kevin Kelly book called 1000 true fans. And in short, it's really an article that he wrote Kevin Kelly about um, don't try to be everything to everyone. And that's kind of what I started doing when I first went into it. I'm like, how can I appeal to the masses? Like, how can yeah. I draw people from this demographic and that demographic? And then it took a few friends and then some some responses that I got on, on platforms like Instagram and, and even through email where it was like, hey, I loved when you just kind of went down this like really random rabbit hole. It's really about you know, going out and, and, and touching those different points every once in a while. And, um, sometimes you get some feedback, you see what works, but other times it's really about, you know, like you were saying, following what, what you enjoy the most. And I've always made this promise to myself. If this starts to feel like work, then I have to seriously take a step back and reevaluate. So. Sure. It's you know. like that old, uh, that old song. Well, it's all right now. You've learned your lesson. Well, you can't please everyone. So yeah. you got to please yourself. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I write songs. I think, I think everybody would like, I think it's for the masses, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to like have that as an expectation. I just right. want to write the best songs. Of, I wouldn't even know how to write songs for other people at this point. You know, I just write no, songs. No, exactly. And if you concentrate on that, you're not going to write a good song. It just, it doesn't, you know, art is natural. Jason Myrick, I, I, I found him through, through your Instagram page. I think he was just a follower and he made a comment one day and I was like, oh, let me check this guy out. And then I started diving into his music. Uh, he, um, Jason's a really nice guy. Really he's an amazingly good. nice guy. Oh my God. And he said he sits down every day for fi at least 15 minutes. And I found that so valuable. And I, I, I'm a little jealous. Whereas for me, like when I write, which is not as often as you and Jason do anymore, it, it's got to flow out of me. It's hard for me sometimes to sit and be like, all right, for 15 minutes, I'm going to Jason's motto is really smart because it's like, Hey, if I didn't accomplish much, at least I accomplished 15 minutes worth today. And 
I'm happy, you know? So, all right, bud. Well, have a good, have a good rest of your day. Have a good Sunday. Great talking to you, Greg, as always. Thank you again for listening to the albumreview.net podcast. I hope you enjoyed this review and interview. And remember, if you're interested in any of the albums I've discussed in this episode or previous episodes, go to albumreview.net and pick up a copy of your own. Listen to all my podcast album reviews at albumreview.net by clicking on the podcast tab. They can also be heard wherever podcasts are available. Please follow my podcast on your preferred platform so you can get regular updates on new episodes. Also, if you guys would be so kind as to pop a quick review or rate the podcast, that helps move the needle and get the word out there. Lastly, I do want to hear from you, so please email me your feedback, album review requests, and any questions you may have to gpotters at albumreview.net. That's G-P-O-T-T-E-R-S at albumreview.net. Stay tuned for updates on Instagram and Facebook. You can find me at albumreview.net. Join the mailing list, which is on the homepage of the website, or just keep refreshing your podcast. Just read and listen. Thanks again, guys. Keep on listening, keep on reading, and keep on learning. trip down by the highway take a 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 trip down